people of Earth, your planet has to be destroyed. Welcome to Conspiracy, the show, with your hosts, Adam Todd Brown and Connor McSpavin. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Conspiracy the Show. I'm Adam Todd Brown. I'm Connor McSpadden. We're in the new studio. We are. I love the uh, the aesthetic in here. It's, it's, it's got a very unpops vibe. Yeah. You know? It is a fucking party room for sure. It is, yeah. As it's, soon as I was done with it, I was like, I want to clear all this studio shit out and just put a couch up here. In the oh, couch. absolutely. Yeah. You want to just like, like smoke up here, you know? Yeah. It would be so much better for that. It's but, got, it's, it's just professional enough with just enough like kitschy accoutrement scattered yeah. around, you know? Yeah. The Iron Giant in the corners is kind of understated as opposed to where I feel like it dominated the old space. You know, we got the 9-11. Uh, thank you for turning that on. Yeah, It's supposed to be a topic board, but I just keep forgetting to update it before we record. So this should say Art Bell, uh-huh. which would be kind of a nice tribute to Art Bell, who oh, passed absolutely. away recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His name in flashing lights. <laughs> you but... know, in the video or whatever, but it just says 9-11. So yep. every, every thumbnail is going to look like, wow, these guys <laughs> are really on this 9-11 thing. I mean, 60 episodes? Wow. <laughs> Someday I'll start updating it. Yeah, and yeah, the Iron Giant. If he looks different, he's I, I cut him off at the knees. Oh, you did? Are I you didn't like, actually you folded him. Right? Yeah, I didn't actually cut it, but it's folded. So when we live stream, you can have him in frame. You can see his head instead of his crotch. It's a sacrifice he made. Yeah, <laughs> for the betterment of the network. He did that for us. You know, he's 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 Kaepernicking it. Iron Giant is taking a knee for the unpops <laughs> uh, uh, video framing. <laughs> exactly. So this is the last episode of conspiracy theorist month yeah you better know a conspiracy theorist yeah we are paying, paying homage to our predecessors we're finishing strong with one of the fucking pioneers yeah really like the uh like the grandmaster flash and the furious five of conspiracy theorists and also one of the more mainstream conspiracy theorists because his shit was just we're talking about art bell yeah and his show was just on AM radio for oh, yeah. all the world to hear. It's fun, and it's great if you like if you're if you're driving back late in the night in the middle of nowhere, you're tired of everything on your iPod. Just find look up when co- where coast to coast AM is. It's countrywide, and uh, it's it's just good ass late night drive entertainment. Because even now the new guy George Norrie, who I think does a nice job, it's just yeah. he just humors everybody. Like right. I've really, I think I've heard him snap and call somebody ridiculous once, you know, and I've listened to probably 200 hours of Coast to Coast AM over the years, yeah. and it's just, it's just nice for like, yeah, and tell me more about the, uh, the Sky Lasers, you know, he's very, yeah. uh, that's a, it's a thing that, it's a point that comes up in this episode, and mm-hmm. it's one of the criticisms of Art Bell and Coast to Coast is that he wasn't critical enough of these people, and, and I mean, that is, he's like Joe Rogan for truck drivers. Yeah. (laughs) Is kind of what he was, you know? This is a quote on that very subject from a guy named Michael Powell, a writer for TheOutline.com. And he wrote an article about Art Bell, and this this was written after Art Bell died. And this is a quote. Like Orson Welles' War of the Worlds or the overnight radio pioneer Long John Nebel before him. (laughs) Long John. Art Bell amalgamated the ambiance of the twilight and the crackling, wobbly theater of the mind quality offered by AM radio to architect an immersive world that was mysterious, intriguing, a bit foreboding, sometimes unsettling, and often outright absurd. 
but always with the whimsy of campy horror or a B movie. Yeah, it didn't take itself that seriously. Right. You know? Like, there's my, a, a dude named Trevor Dustin, a comic in Bakersfield. I was staying with him like four or five years ago. Tells me this amazing Art Bell story. I've been trying to find the clip forever, but uh, he's like, Yeah, I'm driving back from a gig. You know, I'm listening to Coast to Coast. So, you know, Art Bell's on. And this truck driver calls in and he's like, uh, I, uh, I think I saw a ghost, Art. And Art's like, Oh, okay, go on. Where'd you see it? He's like, Well, I was driving him a truck. Ghost popped up in the middle of the road. Went under the wheels, so I almost lost control. <laughs> and then Art's like, are you sure you didn't just hit a guy with your truck? And he's like, it was a ghost, Art. Like, this is a guy who's calling into Art Bell to cope with the fact that he had just committed a hit and run. <laughs> That's amazing. It's so fucked up. <laughs> yeah, that was the thing about Art Bell. He would just take the calls from oh, anyone yeah, yeah. who wanted to call in. He had a dedicated line for people who wanted to talk about Area 51. Oh, yeah. <laughs> how great would that fantastic. be if you just like, I got the 800 bucks for the phone bill every year to just have the, uh, you know, the slash 511 extension. <laughs> yeah, that, that was a, the, yeah, fucking, the great thing about radio is it's like, you listen to, like, like a lot of radio guys will do a podcast now, and it's like the people calling in are all their fans. Yeah. But if it was just whoever happened to fucking pop them on the dial, you got some weird, that's what made like the old Loveline right. show so good, you know, and now like that, I feel like we've kind of lost the ability to have that you know because it's not radio like i want to figure out a way to get that back yeah i don't know i don't know if there is in terms of just getting randos calling in yeah because we we both have voicemail lines and we get people calling in and it's great it's hilarious but it's like people that listen to the podcast yeah you know it's not just like hi my name's sally i'm a housewife in the midwest and i really think these jokes you're making about the uh you know (laughs) the kids in in internment camps are really and it's like if you could get some of that that's kind of where a lot of the magic is with radio yeah We'll figure it out. Yeah. Just start making bumper stickers with our phone number and just put them <laughs> everywhere, you know? Uh, so Art Bell, a little bit about his early life. He was interested in radio from a young age, became an amateur radio operator at the age of 13, served in Vietnam as a medic, but also rebelled by creating a pirate radio station that deliberately played anti-war music. <laughs> that's fucking great. Yeah, that's fun. Just I like a, that. What was what was all the? I feel like there couldn't have been that much anti-war music. That it just like we're gonna play Eve of Destruction over yeah. and over again. Well, in Viet- the Vietnam era. Oh, the Vietnam era. Yeah, yeah, I, was yeah, yeah, this yeah. Was, I was thinking he's a lot older for some reason. Yeah, um, he stayed in Okinawa after the war. That's not in Vietnam. No. And created another radio station where he achieved a Guinness World Record by remaining solo on the air for 116 hours. Dude, I need a Cliff Bar and a Naked Juice after 45 minutes Man. of doing a bad podcast. Can you imagine broadcasting for 116 hours? I did the 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. stretch of a 24-hour podcasting thing once. And uh-huh. even that, I was like, what am I doing? Yeah, like, this what the fuck is the matter control. with me? It's 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, yeah. I shouldn't be doing this. But he was doing it to raise money to charter a plane to rescue orphaned Vietnamese children who are stranded in Saigon. Damn, what a guy. Yeah, that's pretty fucking great. Yeah, that's cool. Usually when you move to Okinawa after the war, you're just like, I found out how easy it is to open a brothel here. I'm going to be rich. <laughs> I think that was Arlie Ermey's thing. I think he started like a whorehouse in like some, like one of the- Did like, he? Yeah, somewhere, somewhere in the Pacific after uh, after his service or whatever, and then just brought one of them back. He had like, he had married to that woman like, you know, until he didn't, until he died, I think. And then Dela- died a beloved hero still a beloved in the hero. Me Too era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. What an amazing story. He really got out of that, like, <laughs> like when Indiana Jones grabs the whip, you know? He's just- <laughs> And safe, you know. I'm just the Toy Story guy, not the. Oh man, we got to find a different guy for the Small Soldiers mobile game. <laughs> small Soldiers was so fucking good. I mean, it was just Gremlins with 
toys. I didn't see it for a long ass time. Yeah, it's Gremlins. Yeah. Made by the same person. It's the same movie. Uh, <laughs> so, Coast to Coast AM is what Art Bell is best known for. He recorded at his private studio on his ranch in Pahrump. Oh, I've been to Pahrump. In the Nevada desert. That's the dream, man. Yeah, dude. Fucking doing. He just lived out his days chilling in his house taking phone calls oh yeah on yeah the radio. When, you, when you have enough money like uh the one of the dudes i forget if it's kevin or bean just lives like on an island outside of like the oregon somewhere you know and he just does the show from there and he's just like yeah la traffic's crazy and he's just like on this fucking weird <laughs> most dangerous game ass private island you know i would take a fully paid off building in detroit at this point <laughs> If I could just broadcast from there the rest of my days. Oh, dude, that would be that would be very on brand for you, you know. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, at some point you'd run into Eminem at like the fucking Pink Dot and become friends with him. Or the insane clown they, posse. I imagine they still have Pink Dot in Detroit. That's how far back it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, insane clown posse would probably end up on the podcast. Yeah, at some point. Because, I feel like they're gettable, you know. Yeah, they're gettable, and they're they're. One of those groups where, on the surface, they seem awful, but also they're like super anti-Trump. They're super oh, yeah, anti-racism. They're, like, they're like good dudes. You yeah, know? it's like the, they uh, just make terrible music and have awful fans. Yeah, my Kyle Clark showed me this video of fucking two, two like a Juggalo and a Slipknot fan. You know, and it's like, why can't Juggalos and maggots be friends? And it's like they're like fourteen <laughs> and talking about how like yeah, people pick on me because I I dyed my hair blonde, but. Fuck you. We're about the music. And it's just like the most heartwarming <laughs> shit in the world. And you're like, oh, these kids, this really makes you feel like America's going to be all right. He was like, yeah, I watched this like 30 times after Trump won just to remind myself <laughs> about the spirit of man. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, yeah I did, I'll have I to did, check that out. I did Bonkers with a Z in Pahrump. And it was just like one of these like... Is that a comedy club? A, in big ass fucking air quotes. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it's just like one of these like hotel ballrooms that they just like set up these like uncomfortable ass like the, the realist, realtors of like shit fuck county are meeting here type oh, yeah. chairs. And just, yeah, you had to go up cold with no music and just be like, hey, the old people, uh, <laughs> what's up? You, have, you guys remember when you used to fuck how this part of it would be weird? Yeah, it was the fucking worst. We should uh, try to do a live pod there sometime. We should, do live from Pahrump. <laughs> That'd be funny. They got a Denny's. We can make it happen. Maybe we could do it at Art Bell's place. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's so many people that went to Mark Marin's garage when he sold his house. Did you see all those pictures? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, because you could, like, give a tour of the house, and it was just people like, oh, I want to go see the garage, you know? Yeah. The only house I've wanted to see in L.A. when it went on the market was the Los Feliz Murder House. Oh, uh, no, <laughs> similar to that. I, I, honestly, it could be called the Los Feliz Murder House. Glenn Danzig House. I got to go to Glenn Danzig's house. Oh, yeah. yeah. Is yeah. that on the market now? I don't know if it's on the market, but I think he like doesn't live there. He just kind of owns it or he'll pop out every once in a while. But I just want to go see like where he... Because it's like a bungalow. It's like, you know, like where yeah, you imagine like a... pretty dark. Like a porn producer would live, <laughs> you know? So I just, I just want to go pay my respects. Maybe we'll do a Mean Boys in the driveway or something. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, coast to coast, he recorded it in his private studio on his ranch, sometimes had celebrity guests, Willie Nelson was on, Leonard Nimoy was on, I remember Judah Friedlander was on an episode once. Oh really? That's which, it's weird, you would feel like he was not like famous by the time, like when he was still doing the show, because George Norrie's been on for like 20 something years, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, That's George cool. Norrie's been on for a while, Art Bell came back and replaced him briefly at one point. He Jay Leno'd him? Yeah. No shit. Because he wasn't happy with how political... Nori was taking it. Yeah, they now do. Nori's in charge again. Now, when I do listen to Nori now, he'll have like a guy from Infowars on a lot, like in the beginning. Like he'll do, he'll do kind of like the news of the yeah. week in like the first fifteen minutes. And he'll be like, "Whoa, George!" You know, like <laughs> I don't. Again, I don't get the get the feeling that George is a bad guy. I think he's just like 
well, what is uh, yeah, Vev? Whoa, maybe uh, maybe they are crisis actors. Wild. Anyway, like you just he, everything gets yeah. the same level of like, wow, no, no kidding. You can talk to dead go. You know, like every single thing brought to him, he's just like, oh wow, yeah. You know, it's like <laughs> like a good like school therapist where they're just like, oh, no kidding, a, a hot a fucking coat hanger. Like, wow, that's crazy. We'll have to talk. Yeah, to- conspiracy theories are just getting so much more divisive now. Yeah, and they're becoming part of current news like the fun like the katie perry is john benet ramsey type fun ones that are more or less harmless are pretty like few and far between and now yeah, we have all, no time for that yeah anymore. now it's all just like oh d- did you know bp puts uh, cat shit in your <laughs> nilla wafers and you're like oh, i don't know what the fuck ever man during halloween they would change the name of the show to ghost to ghost am like like a, like an alt comic on twitter where they, t- <laughs> exactly. they did the halloween names all month i'm afraid to do that because every once in a while i want to do a silly twitter name for some event but i'm like what if I die and for the rest of my life my Twitter is a Connor McSpooky, you know, like <laughs> Connor That's McSpooky. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah I've yeah. never changed mine. Mine has always said Adam Todd Brown. Me neither, yeah. Maybe someday. But Maybe probably s- not. Probably not, no. I don't I don't I don't even want to put like my credits in my bio because I feel like that looks tacky, you know? Yeah, I have some just yeah, like your publications just so people like know, like, you know. I have some, but just because I'm verified and I want people to understand why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and also you know, just in case anyone wants to hit me up about writing. They yeah, know, yeah. They're they like, know oh. it's a thing I do. Yeah. But no one good. wants to hit me up about writing. <laughs> That's why I do these podcasts. I don't know about that. <laughs> if, anyone, if anyone listening can get me verified, I've applied a few times and I've been, been roundly rebuffed. <laughs> oh, when was the last time you applied? Maybe like a year ago. Yeah, I feel like you could get on now. I've had like some big accounts steal my shit, and apparently that's a good way to get verified. Oh yeah, yeah. So I might be able to be like, hey, you know, yeah. Because I saw we had Andrew Poke on. Did you see his whole thing with Draymond Green? No, because he okay. So he tweeted a joke about like I hope Draymond Green gets shot in the face because he was I guess hitting people in the face and Charles Barkley made some joke about it. So he made some like little like angry comparison after whatever basketball team lost and he was pissed off about it. And then he just like got fucking lit up. Like he had to delete his account. Draymond talked about it in the press conference. Draymond Green's mom was tweeting at him. <laughs> it's like death threats on death threats on death threats. And he's and I was like what I was like what what is what are you verified for? And he's like oh yeah fuck Jerry just stole one of my tweets and I got verified. And I was like <laughs> it was that easy. I could have done this shit when. George Decay was sharing my Obama memes. Like, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. So anyway, back to Art Bell. Ghost to Ghost. Am back to Art Bell. Ghost to Ghost. Best Adult Swim show, in my opinion. <laughs> I fucking loved Space Ghost Coast to Coast. Oh, I watched a little bit of it. It was fun. Oh, it was amazing. One of his most famous episodes, Art Bell's, not Space Ghost, was an interview with a guy named Madman Markham. Who claimed that? He sounds like a like the best Delta Blues player, you know. <laughs> exactly. Madman yeah. Markham did, uh, you know, hear the train a coming, and wow, it's <laughs> uh, chilling. <laughs> but he actually built a time machine, and in the episode, we can't play. I couldn't find any good clips from it, but it's absolutely one of Art Bell's most famous episodes. But the entire thing is online. It's like forty five minutes long, and he talks to Bell about the process of making the time machine. And how his attempts to create the time machine created power interruptions around Kansas City. <laughs> the machine was created using six power transformers that Markham stole and for which he was arrested on felony charges. I like the dude that is so confident that his time machine, not not the, the governments or like the fucking the Nikola Tesla's lost designs, the one that he, a guy who goes by the name Madman, thought up that he's like, <laughs> I will risk grand theft, you know, to make this thing happen. I I know the schematics are correct. <laughs> and to put forth a theory like that and yeah. then call yourself madman, 
It's like, do you want no one to believe you? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Just call yourself Chuck or something. Yeah, that's like being a trauma therapist and a wife beater. It's just yeah. a bad <laughs> aesthetic look. Um, <laughs> yeah, I like yeah, a trustworthy academic name like Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> it would be better than Madman. I do feel like a guy with the monosyllabic name is more trustworthy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want a real anytime someone's trying to give you some information and they have a really flowery name. Yeah, it's like it's all right, like, all right, is okay, that your real name, sir? Yeah, okay, Skyler, you know. <laughs> but it's but if it's like Bob told me that this is happening, I'm like, yeah, yeah. fucking Bob seems like a There's good no guy. There's no fucking crazy Bobs. Yeah, yeah. Unless Bob? he's got a car dealership somewhere in the Midwest. <laughs> <laughs> crazy Bob's auto. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Dude, I got my car got fucked up in Oklahoma City and I had to go take it in to get like a fuel pump replaced. And I remember like thinking, like, dude, I'm gonna get gouged so hard. I got California plates, I got the Nazi yeah. haircut. So I literally put on like my dirtiest jeans. I had my Timberland boots with me. You know, I got like just like a wife beater. I literally went in <laughs> with like a hat on, like a dirty like baseball cap that I found. And I just was like doing a fake accent, like, oh, yeah, my damn sister borrowed the <laughs> like I just was like trying to like sound cool. And I was like, Yeah, I think it's the fuel pump. I do it myself, but I, I gotta I gotta go. <laughs> haul a load or whatever i was just doing this fucking dumbass redneck like improv character you know and it, the, the dudes were all just like all right sir yeah that'll be 750 dollars. get the fuck out of our office and that's the story of how connor kept from getting kidnapped on the road yeah yeah it's just it was one of the dumbest fucking things i've ever done because i was just like look i know this is stupid but i gotta try <laughs> There's another, let's skip ahead a little bit. I want to talk about the story that I've always known Art Bell for the most yeah. from Coast to Coast AM, because there is a pretty important one where him not being critical of things really becomes an issue, Yeah, but it ain't this one. This story alleges that two Russian engineers drilled a hole deep into the ground somewhere in Siberia. And at some point, they punctured a cavity, at which point the heat becomes too intense for them to keep drilling. But also, they claim they hear screams coming from inside the earth. Yeah, we got open lines here. We got Dr. Evil on the phone. Uh, (laughs) Yes, hello, Art. Uh And there is a clip from this. No, it's fucking weird shit, dude. And there's, I think, a long intro from Art Bell, so you can hear what he sounds like. Xander Trotter presents. Okay, Xander. I do like when just the first guy finds the audio and puts it on YouTube and he gets his Windows Movie Waker credits. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, I warn you, uh, this could scare you. Here's the email. Dear Art Bell, I just recently began listening to your radio show and could not believe it when you talked about the sounds from hell tonight. My uncle had told me this story a couple of years ago, and I didn't believe him. Like one of your listeners who discounted the story as nothing more than just a religious like, newspaper. He sounds like he's account. just telling a campfire the story. story. Oh about yeah, the yeah. Digging of the hole and the hearing of the sounds from hell is very real. It did occur in Siberia. My uncle collected videos and audio tapes and so forth on the paranormal, supernatural. He passed away fairly recently, but he would have loved your show. He let me listen to one of the audio tapes. That Is he, he wearing had a police badge in this picture? I think Siberia, so. And I copied it. You received his copy from a friend who worked at the BBC. It took me a while to find... My weed tastes like crack tonight, right now, <laughs> which is weird. Attached is that sound from my uncle's tapes. 
Did you? It's not the greatest. Isn't an old pipe? Sounds are there. Not that old. I was very hesitant (laughs) to send you this, as the sound bothers me to listen to. I'd suggest that if you do play it on the program, warn listeners. This would be a great intro, like a hip hop sketch. Yeah, Yeah, to like cut in thirty seconds while it plays. It has always haunted me. Should have been the intro to this podcast. Oh yeah, (laughs) honestly, should have been. It is true. And I, for one, someone will steal that idea from it us. Wasn't. Rick, listening from Chicago, make it verified on Twitter. And so I submit <laughs> yeah. now the cleaned, uh, a better copy to you. Here, and here uh, it comes. I warn you, what you are about to hear is very disturbing indeed. And then, and then the beat from New York State of Mind drops. You know. <laughs> That's hell, everybody. Yeah, that's the sound of hell. Sounds like there's a good 100, 150 people down there. Yeah, yeah. But here's here's the problem. It was actually discovered at one point that, if you can believe it, that's not hell. What? Those were sound effects that were pieced together from the soundtrack to an old movie. Oh, yeah? I mean, if a portal to hell, it's the same thing as anything else. If a portal to hell opened on Earth, you wouldn't hear about it on Coast to Coast. Yeah, like Art Bell is not getting the scoop. It's like when people watch those Ghost Hunter shows. I think a comic had a bit about this, so I apologize. But it's just like it would have been on the news before like the AMC wouldn't sit on it for six months while they edited it. Right. And and be like, well, we got the exclusive with the proof that there's ghosts. Yeah. That would have been CNN's number one story for five years. But there's another story that... Oh, that plane is still missing. Also, life after death. Confirmed? <laughs> uh, there's another really famous episode. It was a November 1996 show in which Art Bell suggested that the Hale-Bopp comet was being followed by a UFO. There was... It's a broken taillight on the comet. <laughs> <laughs> there was an as- amateur astronomer named Chuck... There we go, Chuck. Oh, hey, A yeah, perfectly yeah. reasonable sounding name. Fucking good old Chuck. Chuck Shramick took a photo of the comet. All right, he's back out. Chuck <laughs> has lost my... Shramick? Yeah. Shramick, that's not a great name. That's when, you, that's when you're checking into a hotel under an alias because you're you know going to buy a, a kilo of Coke from someone. You're, uh, and just, we need a name. Uh, Chuck, uh, <laughs> last name. She's a hammock. I said, Shramick, you know? <laughs> yeah. He claimed to see a large object following the comet. Another guest to the show, Courtney Brown, a political science professor at Emory University, claimed that observers working under him had confirmed that the object was a UFO. How the fuck would they confirm that? Yeah, how do you, like, well, well for sure it yep, is, you know? I sure don't know what that is. Well, I mean, by confirming that something is unidentified is not like <laughs> that, like, yep, I, we've confirmed that we don't know what that is. Yeah, wow. exactly. <laughs> I don't know what flavor of Monster Energy drink you're drinking right now. It's a, it's a, it's a U-D <laughs> unidentified drink. I was going to do another initial, but I don't. I honestly don't even know what flavor this is supposed to be. It's just the white one, you know? The, yeah, the white can. I prefer the orange I Monster I thought you were Ultra. drinking a Coors Light when you came in. Oh, no. <laughs> That'd be funny if I just pulled it. Hey, Adam, I got a new car and a problem. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... Bell ran with Brown's input until two scientists from the University of Hawaii revealed that Brown had shown Bell a doctored version of their own work. And Art Bell scrubbed his sight of the initial information about the UFO and never had Brown back on. 
And that would have all been, you know, just another case of misinformation, if not for the fact that on March 19th and 20th of 1997, happy 21st birthday to me, the Heaven's Gate cult threw on a collective pair of fresh Nikes (laughs) and committed mass suicide. Wow. And members of the group believed that the Earth itself would soon be destroyed and to save themselves meant ascending to the UFO alongside the comet and to reach that UFO meant that they must graduate, which was commit suicide. And the main Heaven's Gate page seems to suggest that they took into account that Bell disavowed his earlier claims of a UFO, saying, quote, whether Hale-Bopp has a companion or not is irrelevant from our perspective. However, under the section connecting links, the website creator still posts a now-defunct link to the Art Bell webpage, as well as Chuck Schrammick's Hale-Bopp companion page, which leads to the big news here. Holy shit, Connor. Yeah. The Heaven's Gate website is still online. What's funny about me to this is that they're like, well, the world's ending, but we're going to pay for 30 years of hosting, you know? <laughs> yeah, like has someone just, I want to know who's keeping this thing up. I miss when the internet looked like this, like the GeoCities era. You yeah, know? there's a red alert flashing at the top. It just, it's a gif that says red alert. Yeah. And then there's star background. I mean, in terms of like mid-90s graphic design, they're not doing terribly, you know? They got yeah. like the keyhole thing with the gate inside. Like, yeah, that that's a bad. nice image. Yeah, that's a nice. That's a, you know, those someone paid for the uh, the Photoshop ninety five. But there is, we're gonna. I'll, I have to go against. I I said the word against because I was just blown away by the fact that there's a link that says our pish, our position against suicide. Oh yeah, feels like they were kind of pro so, well it's graduating you know suicide uh, yeah. yeah it's like if you just eat bread outside the church it's bread but you do it inside it's communion you know right how a member of the kingdom might appear oh shit it looks like a gray yeah it does so we'll have to go through that website at some point and yeah no that's pretty great i i just glancing at it see both ruby ridge and waco are mentioned so it sounds like it's right up our alley oh for sure but I thought that was really interesting that that website is still online. Alan Hale. Someone, someone pointed out, I think the Space Jam website Yeah, the Space Jam up. website yeah, still yeah. up. There's a few of those relics out there yeah. that are kind of cool. And someone's got to still be paying for that. Or maybe they just paid for it for, Forever. like you said, for maybe a Maybe they just got time. some crazy, like, like fucking, like, dot-com boom era hosting deal, you know? Yeah. Like, that might be amazing. Honestly, if, like, uh, there's, uh, I would, like, you know, personally crowdfund the $700 it would take to just be like, let's have an archive of this up. We'll just keep the domain. Like, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just so people can remember, like, <laughs> hey, yeah, if, uh, if people kill themselves for, uh, you know, for <laughs> weird comet theories. Like, maybe a bad yeah. move. Alan Hale, one of the two astronomers who discovered Hale-Bopp in 1995, called out Bell specifically in a speech at the Second World Skeptics Conference in Heidelberg, Germany. Dude, if you, you go to SkeptikCon, the after party was <laughs> measured and reasonable. Oh, man, there was girls there with free... D- d- what a boring... Black tees, you know? <laughs> what a boring fucking conference. Yeah, what are you going as for SkeptiCon? It's like, <laughs> oh, dude, I, I got this sick Yuri Geller cosplay. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to whip out, you know? Just a bunch of people who don't believe anything. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just a bunch of people like... It's <laughs> Just, like, what do you even... Like what's on display at a skeptics conference? You just line up and like pad the the world's largest back padding <laughs> ring, you know. 
So Art Bell, he retired from Coast to Coast in 2010 and was succeeded by George Norrie. And that lasted for a little while. He wrote a few books. One of them was called The Quickening, Today's Trends, Tomorrow's World. And in 1999, he co-wrote with Whitley Stryber the book The Coming Global Superstorm, which was adapted into the movie The Day After Tomorrow, which I had no idea. A little uh, little bit of cheddar for the grandkids. Not bad. I went and saw that shit in theaters. Is it good? Yeah, it's dumb. There's okay. a lot of junk science in it, but it's fun to look at. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's about the it like Earth the... freezing over in a matter of days. So oh, it's, okay. It's And Dennis Quaid is the lead. Oh, oh. Renowned action star <laughs> Dennis Quaid. Yeah, man. The fucking, when you w- want gravitas in your... Uh... <laughs> so, yeah, like we said a little bit... Oh, also, 2008, Art Bell was inducted into the National Radio Hall of Fame. I was listening. I used to listen to AM radio in the car more often. I was like when I first moved out to LA, and uh, there's a guy who was like, I got nominated for a Marconi. I was like, what the fuck? And he's like, that's like the Emmys for like radio. And it's like, you're big. It's like he's like the, the personality of the year for like the Marconi Awards. I was like, this is like the biggest award in radio, and I've never heard of it. <laughs> like, that's, <laughs> that's such a bummer, you know? Yeah, I, I think I've heard of Marconi, but if you had asked me the name of the biggest award for radio stations. Mm hmm. I would have had no clue. Okay. Like, I don't know what the Emmy... Like, now I know it's the Marconi. Yeah, yeah, now I know it's the Marconi's. But I remember just, like... I think that about stand-up comedy, where it's just, like, this is such, like, a fucking... It's, like, the 12th, like, art form, you know? It's, like, there's, like, sculpture is probably, like, edging us out at times. Yeah, there's no real award show for comedy. Comedy Central tried to do that, but it was... I think it was kind of clearly just, like, who's got a new Comedy Central show coming out? Yeah. They win, you know? Yeah. Yeah, there, it's one I of those I guess the Mark things. Twain Award, you know? I don't even know what that is. That's like the, every year they give like the Mark Twain Award. For That's how not racist I am, dude. <laughs> I don't know, I've blocked I Mark even, Twain out of my head. Yeah, dude, I don't, I don't acknowledge Because he used the N-word too much, so. I think Eddie, Eddie Murphy actually kind of did a stand-up set when he got his like award, so it was kind of cool to see Eddie Murphy do stand-up again. He was funny. Oh, know? wow. Doing some Bill Cosby shit, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah, what was Eddie Murphy on where they were, was he on SNL? Yeah, it was the SNL, like a one of the reunion specials. Oh, yeah, the 41. And they were like, is Eddie Murphy going to do stand-up? He did not. He did not, no. Yeah. Fucking, yeah, that was the one where they had Kanye on and he threw out his voice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was so bummed out. I was like, oh, no, poor Kanye. Because <laughs> it, it was really cool looking. Like, it was like a great performance, but he yeah. just like, had this fucked up voice. Yeah. So let's talk about some of the criticism of Art Bell. Like we mentioned earlier in the episode, he takes a different approach to conspiracy theories. He doesn't really take a side mm-hmm. so much as he just lets people talk and says, oh, yeah, that's interesting, and doesn't. there's no critique. There's nothing critical about it. He doesn't really question anybody. Yeah, he's just like, well, it, if, and that's kind of my rule when I listen to Coast to Coast AM is like, until I get back from Irvine, I believe that ghosts are real. <laughs> you know, I just yeah. enjoy it like that. But I think that a lot of the criticism around him centers on the fact that a lot of people who listen to it don't think of it like that a lot of people just hear it as oh well this is news and i believe this all and if you get in too much of a rut of just listening to it every day eventually it's gonna it's gonna take hold and this is in an article for the committee of skeptical inquiry which also sounds like a fucking party thomas janoni writes Does Bell fear that he may be contributing to the dumbing down of America by refusing to be critical of his paranormal topics? Hardly! (laughs) Although he acknowledges that there is indeed a dumbing down, 
Bell scoffs at suggestions that he bears any responsibility. He discusses the paranormal because, as he says, it's what people want. And if it contributes to a population increasingly unable to critically evaluate his show's topics, it's not my responsibility, is his refrain. Bell doesn't seem to care. That is the thing. You forget when you look at something like, man, isn't this stupid that there are people who are like, oh, no, it's not stupid at all. There definitely yeah. is mind control serum in your fucking tap water. <laughs> yeah, it helped Trump win the election. Yeah, yeah. Basically. And it's like, yeah, it's like, this is fun. It's like a, you know, like a, like a rhesus. It's like, yo, this is great if you have one every, you know, three weeks. But if you, if you have, there's people who just every time they go to the grocery store, they get a, a big king <laughs> size. And it's like, yeah, you just, you can't be responsible to use this, you know, right. like how it should. Like, it's just like, oh, yeah, listen to these dipshits, you yeah. know, is what the, sh- what it should be taken as. But, right. It should be taken as entertainment. Yeah. Yeah. And that was, I, I went on a tirade not too long ago about Facebook and how if that's going to be Facebook's argument that, hey, we're not a news site, we're like an entertainment and friendship site, Yeah. well, then you got to put a banner on your site that says that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It needs to be really clear that everything here is just for entertainment purposes and should not be construed as news. But even then, you put that banner up, no one's going to read it. No one's yeah. going to take it seriously. They're just going to think it's a government plot to hide the truth. There's like, if you think of all the genies you can't get back in the bottle, and like that might be the biggest one, is it's like the fucking inability to discern like a an objective news source you see elon musk's new thing where he's like i want to start a website where you can like rate like vote on the credibility of journalists and everyone will have like a score and it's like that's just going to turn it's into not like gonna a work. it's just going to turn into like a like when complex does like who dropped the hottest shoe of 2018 yeah and you're just like oh man whoever whoever's got the most retweets you know like low LeBron, all the any, lebron guys are going to vote for his ugly shoe even though it sucked or whatever it is yeah any internet system like that that's ever been created someone finds out how to game it oh eventually. yeah yeah it's it's like it's any incentive people find out how to game you know right it's like that like that chapter in freakonomics where this guy's just like oh every time i give my daughter a, a, a chocolate bar every time she shits in the toilet and then she just like would go drop two like little fucking things of pee wait 10 minutes go drop a little more pee you know she immediately <laughs> like found a way a way to abuse it like that's just yeah. how, it, how it goes you know right and that's kind of the argument people have had against Art Bell is that he doesn't really make a distinction between entertainment and news. He just presents yeah, the he information. Yeah, he just puts it all out there in the same bucket. And this is another quote from Robert Baker, who was also writing for the Committee of Skeptical Inquiry, or CSI. And he was writing about the book The Quickening. We've long known that Art CSI Bell... CSI Mom's Basement. <laughs> We've long known that Art Bell, Night Radio's paranoid propagandist, knows how to rave and rant. What we didn't know was whether or not he could read and write. Damn, you know that's you, harsh. You know, you know he's harsh when he's got the alliteration coming yeah. at you. <laughs> he also wrote, just as he does in his nightly radio diatribes, Bell in this word assembly is out to terrorize anyone naive enough to read him. Each chapter of this book, book in quotes. Begins with a little story. <laughs> Damn shade. Story. That's how, that's how you throw shade when you <laughs> fucking write articles. Is like you're like sarcastic quotes. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Whose intent is to frighten one into believing the human race has had it. <laughs> the best that can be said about the quickening is that it is indeed sickening. Oh man, that's not. I feel like you could come up with a better slam. This is like if they had a, like that. a roast battle at like the Pulitzer like uh, conference. <laughs> you know. Where- yeah. It is indeed sickening. Yeah, yeah. And like the old crowd like, goes wild. Old like fuddy duddy ass shade is so funny to me. You know. 
Yeah, because it rhymed. It's just that much. Yeah, more yeah, harsh. yeah. And well, just because the guy's got a tie in his about the author picture, you're like, wow, man, he's pissed. <laughs> so the thing about the committee of skeptical inquiry is they're kind of criticizing Art Bell for not doing a thing that they're also not doing, which is approaching this with like taking these stories with a grain of salt. Yeah. Like they want art bell to be really explicit about that but they're not doing that like mm. they're taking these things really fucking seriously and yeah. writing these angry letters and books and shit about it but it's like how about you relax also yeah like I, the thing about this i don't know well that's the thing the heaven's gate thing is the only one where it's like yeah 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 maybe he should have been a little more skeptical <sighs> but it's like I, I don't know they got a point you know they don't yeah. they don't not have a point yeah and it's like, where, where, where do you draw the line? How do you draw it? How do you make it clear that it's just bullshit while still making it fun and still getting the people on to talk about it? Is the entertainment value you get from hearing a woman who thinks she's a psychic worth the fact that there are some people that actually believe this and go spend their fucking you know, government yeah. fixed income checks on crystals that you order in the mail? It's like, I, I, don't, I don't know where you fucking, I don't know where you, 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 you take a stand. Exactly. And then do you... Do you have to take on stuff like the Weekly World News, too, which, like, a lot of times that's Batboy has been discovered in a cave, but then it's also sometimes, here's a picture of Hillary Clinton meeting with aliens. Yeah. And And (laughs) most of us see that, and we're like, oh, that's so stupid. Yeah, yeah. But then there's some people who are going to read that and go... I don't know, man. I saw this thing about Hillary Clinton meeting with aliens yeah, a couple not, weeks ago, so I don't know magazines. if I can vote for And her emails, so I don't know if I can vote for her. Well, yeah, and then it's also like, you know, the, uh, like the people that emphasize the importance of freedom of speech are often the, 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 the most, like, I, I don't know, kind of undesirable uh, types yeah. of folks, you know, but it's also like... That is kind of like the cool thing about America <laughs> that remains. It's like you don't have that right. English. So they can slap a D notice on shit if they don't want you to talk about it. Like yeah. it's all just kind of like, uh, kind of, but like be cool. All right. Don't fuck over, uh, you know, Comcast money too much. And you can yeah. you know, say, you can say whatever you want about her outfit, but let's not talk about what you did in, you know, Pakistan. And that's so. happening right now in England. There's oh, yeah, a story yeah. that's going around that the English, the British government has just kind of slapped a don't talk about this notice on it. And what's interesting to me is I saw someone tweet about it, and I get the sense that this journalist who's reporting on it would be kind of like on our right here, uh-huh. where he's one of those types. So I saw a tweet, and uh, this person was like, do I care that this, whatever the guy's name is, was sent to jail for reporting twice on a story that the government said not to report on? No, I don't. And it's like, all right, don't you ever say another fucking thing about the United States yeah, yeah, being yeah. oppressive in any way. Yeah. If you're okay with your government going, nope, nobody can report on that story or you'll go to jail. And we're the oppressive ones. Yeah. Well, it's like that's you, pretty fucking oppressive. How do you like balance your your like empathy for your like like you know like you want people to like not. I don't want anyone to think that fucking crystals are going to make them feel better. You know, right. like, I don't, I just is like a, just as someone who hates the idea of like the energy that is expended to have like, you know, whatever these dollars are worth, like wasted on that, that could have gone to something that actually might, you know, make your life better, the world better, your community better by you being a more productive right. citizen. It's like, well, how do you balance that with like the idea of wanting a libertarian free exchange of 
ideas, you know, and how do you like, and it's just like, there's the, the answer is like, no one's ever, it's not going to get better. People aren't going to be more discerning with how they get their information. No. You know, it's like, it's like, if you shut it down, that only makes it more appealing. It's like, what do you think? I think, do you think God Save the Queen would have been number one if they were like, nah, fuck you, you can sell however you want. Exactly. You know, it's like, it's like, that's what makes it cool. Why, right. That's why smoking cigarettes is still like, oh, wow, the guy, that guy's cool. Like, it's like, that's, you're not supposed to do that. You yeah. know, so it's like, I don't know the fucking, what's the answer? There isn't one. Like, we're, it, we're doomed. <laughs> it's, it's kind of a conundrum with the internet, too. We talked on this week's episode of Unpopular Opinion. It was about mass shootings, and a lot of it was about incels. And, oh, yeah, yeah. like, that whole, and we're doing an entire episode about that. As we that call them, our Patreon subscribers. In a couple weeks, exactly. Yeah. And the thing is, like, there is definitely a problem with those groups, which a lot of them started out as just dudes who were like socially awkward and could not find dates, just uh-huh. trying to find some support and a community to talk to. And then all these other radical type of elements come in and go, oh, but also maybe it's because we should be allowed to rape women and own them as property. Yeah, yeah. And they're basically getting radicalized. And a lot of people recognize that. But what's the what's the solution there? Do we crack down on the Internet? Yeah, yeah. Like, like, that's what we've been doing. We shut these sites down, and then they just go to the dark web yeah. where they can't be shut down. Well, yeah, this is like, like Reddit was like had like a, a subreddit, I think, called Creep Shots, where it was basically like uh, guys taking, you know, candid photos of attractive women in public, you know, like, oh, yeah. you can see, you know, between her skirt here while she's in line, you know, at the DMV or whatever. And they, they cracked down on that. You know, it's fucked up. It's very fucked up. Right. And then, like, well, it's like that, then, then that just goes to the dark web like you're saying that just gets more more like oh like while i was there i figured like i could probably see you know this thing i've always kind of secretly wanted this year it's like this is no longer scratching the itch of like i wanted come and feel guilty so let me right. find something even worse than that and it's like should you shut the community down of course yeah that's fucking you're violating people's privacy that's disgusting but it's like it's a hydra <laughs> really like yeah. every time you fucking take something down it's like well okay we'll just do it eviler like all those people you banned from twitter are on gab now you seen gab no. Gab is like alt-right Twitter, you know? So it's like, it's basically <laughs> where like Milo and kind of that kind of yeah. class goes, you know? And uh, yeah, it's just like even less of an exchange, like even less of an exchange of ideas, you know? Even le- like yeah. there's no chance you're going to win anybody back, you know? And there's, no, there's not even like a bunch of people with, you know, the, the, someone quote tweets you and owns you and it gets, it blows up and you, you, you don't even get to, to shame the people. You right. don't even, the, the, the guy doesn't even get to see like, oh, 100,000 people retweeted me being a dumbass. Like maybe I'm fucking wrong here. I, I doubt how little that happens. Yeah. I think that probably doesn't happen often, but like there's no counterbalance to it. Right. The icon for Gab is literally a frog. Like go, go check it out. It's fucking uh. some upsetting shit dude and when you push stuff like deeper and deeper into the internet i i read an article when i was researching the incels episode that we're doing in a couple weeks where they pointed out well these communities do lose followers each time they get pushed further and further in and that's true, but also you know those people that follow it every step of the way oh yeah are the really fucking rabid adamant followers and that movement and them having to hide in a different spot every time is just going to make them more fucking radical. Oh, yeah. Like, I, in my own life, I used to go on uh, 4chan R9K. And it's, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the stipulation of this board is that um, th- there's uh, an algorithm that protect, uh, uh, stops you from posting the same text twice. So, once someone's, so th- this is designed to make it a more, I don't know, meaningful discussion. 
right. or whatever. So you can't just have the same kind of like, oh, like you're gay, OP is gay or whatever. So, and this would be like largely a board full of people talking about like being bad with women in a fairly benign way for the most part. I mean, there's ugly shit for sure, but it was just like awkward teens just, you know, it's like, hey, what kind of anime right. do you like? You know, like, what? Well, yeah, this is, I listen to this song while I think about how I'm too much of a bitch to ask anybody out. And then they deleted that board and they made a, a mirror of it on a different way called 4chan or something. And it was just uh-huh. like some of the R9K people went over there and I used to go browse over there. And that one was more ugly. That was more concentrated. But yeah. still, it was cold brew 4chan, you know? And like, you think of this happening over and over again, like, you're just really whittling it down to the people that are going to be radicals. Right. Yeah. And it's like, should you shut it down? Like, with 4chan, uh, the, the R9K board wasn't like, no one was plotting like school shootings or anything, but it's like, you see that kind of effect. You know? Maybe we should just turn AM radio over to all of those people. Oh, and just let them talk to just themselves? Just let them, yeah. let AM radio be dominated by that faction of the internet. The rest of us will take FM radio and the internet can just go away forever because it's a cancer that's destroying us. Yeah, I mean, like you said, I mean, as long as, you, long you as really, that happens you, in a way that I can still make a living. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, I want that, obviously. Yeah, we'll just do the movie podcast and yeah. shit. You know, we'll, just, we'll keep it <laughs> unpopular opinion. We'll go back to being about like gay rap lyrics, you know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and, but yeah, it is, it is like. One of these things where it's like, I mean, this is what, what's the is, is the Unabomber right? You know, like what do you yeah. what do you do? Yeah, that, so that's the basically the criticism around Art Bell is is there enough criticism or critical thought going into what he's doing? He also had beef with William Cooper, just like Alex Jones did. Who's William Cooper again? Remind He's me. He's the guy who wrote Behold a Pale Horse. Oh, okay. And the yeah, one yeah. who had the falling out with Alex Jones. Yes, yes, And basically yes, yes. said he was a misinformation agent. Gotcha, yeah. And he says the same thing about Art Bell. He was writing about the book The Quickening, and he described it as one of the most blatant, in-your-face pieces of New World Order propaganda that I have ever seen. <laughs> Damn. At one point, Bell did return to the airwaves after he was dissatisfied with the direction George Norrie was taking the show. Uh, he launched a show called Midnight in the Desert. There's uh-huh. an episode that Joe Rogan was on. Oh, okay, yeah, which, yeah, because that was kind of his like, uh, like, uh, like his like J- Jay Leno's garage, where he's like, oh yeah, I'm not, I actually didn't want to stop being on the radio, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Art Bell sadly passed away on Friday the 13th. Hell yeah, on brand. 2018 in april and so that's the art bell story and that that wraps up conspiracy theorist month next month we're doing sports month oh hell yeah it's gonna See, be these are the fun ones you know yeah this is where it's like that probably did happen you know yeah yeah uh we're, we're kicking off sports month with a theory of my own oh interesting okay which is that uh baseball manufactured the steroid scandal to cover up their amphetamine scandal Ooh. And to discredit Barry Bonds. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm fucking looking forward to that. Uh, so that's what we got coming up next week. This is a Patreon-only episode, I do believe. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to subscribe to anything, baby. You're already doing it. You're already, already in the club. You're subscribing. You're already you know love here. You. Yeah. Uh, so uh, <laughs> there's a live what in the world podcast at the end of june june 30th at the hollywood hotel me and quincy johnson and a bunch of people who have done comedy outside the country which does not include me and quincy johnson but we'll be talking to some who have about what that's like Uh and uh that's all i got going on i'm on some shows but i can't remember what they are Hell yeah. Don't book me. I'm bad at promoting. <laughs> Connor, what do you got going on? 
Uh, the end of this month, uh, 29 to 30th, I'm down at the Madhouse in San Diego uh, of June. So that'll be fun. If you're if you're down there, come come see me. Come say hi. Uh, the, the, tell me you listen to the podcast. We'll hang out. We'll chat a little bit. And uh, we're doing some Mean Boys up in the Pacific Northwest. So if you're in Seattle or Portland specifically, go jump on our email list at uh, uh, meanboyspodcast.com. Those will be fun. Yeah, we just I just got back from Austin, met some Unpops people. Thank you guys for coming out to the Velve. You guys are super cool. And uh, to everyone we met in Vegas and Denver. I've had to tell the Randall Maynard story so many times because everyone comes up oh, to me. Oh, I can imagine. Because you know, I talk to them, oh, how'd you find out about the show? And they're like, well, the Randall thing. You know? <laughs> and I just, <laughs> I just want to have like a rehearsed, like if I'm doing the couch, like late night fucking story yeah. version of it where I was just like, oh, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. So anyway, I'll tell you the Randall Maynard story if you come out and see me. All right, let's get the fuck out of here. Connor, say goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. People of Earth, your planet is about to be destroyed.